Hello, and welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. If you are listening to this the day that it comes out, it is Wednesday, November 4th, 2020, which in America is the day after our presidential election. So how are we feeling? (laughs) I'm obviously recording this before the election has happened, so I have no idea what's going on in the world right now. I have no idea where we are energetically or emotionally. So... I don't know, man. I knew I couldn't predict where we are right now. So I do want to be reverent in that we might still be waiting at this moment and not having information about what the future holds for us. So I want to tell you a little bit about why I invited Dawn Silver to be my guest today. I knew, too, that, you know, she couldn't predict the future necessarily, but I wanted to speak to her in order to talk about the many possibilities of what could happen on election day and afterwards. So you're going to hear her sharing many different charts with us to shed light on what can happen based on what astrology is telling us. And it'll be really interesting for me personally to go back and listen to this since we recorded it several weeks ago. What has she said that actually came to fruition? And I'd really love to hear from you too. So how did you feel about the information that she shared. What more would you like to know? And of course, you can reach out to Dawn directly to schedule your own astrology reading and all of her information will be in the show notes. So without further ado, let me tell you about Dawn Silver. Dawn is the author of the book and card deck called Jewels of the Lotus, Tibetan Gemstone Oracle, a recipient of the Coalition of Arts Award. She offers a series called Jewels of the Lotus Crystal Healing Certification Program. Dr. Silver is also a napropath, astrologer, herbalist, crystal healer, and aromatherapist. She's lectured internationally on crystal healing, astrology, holistic nutrition, and consciousness. Dawn Silver and her husband, Michael, founded and operated Healing Earth Resources, a metaphysical bookstore and gift store, organic cafe, and healing center. And it was in Chicago for 19 years. Her passions have encompassed significant work on numerous fundraisers, including the Save the Earth Walkathon, which she founded in 1989 after the infamous Alaskan oil spill. So take a deep breath. That was a terrible deep breath. Hold on, let me do that again. You got to breathe out before you breathe in, Sarah. Goodness gracious. Okay, breathe out. Now breathe in. Okay. So please enjoy my conversation with Dawn Silver. Hello, Dawn Silver. Welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I'm a wounded healer myself. We all are. We'll talk about Chiron, I'm sure. (laughs) You knew to say that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's frame this just a little bit before we get into the conversation for audiences. We are recording this about two and a half weeks before it's going to come out. And we wanted to record as close to the release as possible because things change moment by moment. But I was trying to figure out what was the best way to hold space for my listeners the day after the election. And I really wanted to speak with someone who can hold both the political and the spiritual aspects of what's happening right now. And you were the one who came to mind. And when I called you, you said, I am the perfect person. And I I loved that (laughs) response. I must have been high on some wheatgrass or something. (laughs) No, it's amazing. So before we dig into what is in the stars for the election and post-election time, do you want to tell folks a little bit more about who you are and all the wonderful things you do? Well, that sounds like a song. (laughs) But anyway, it's a Disney song. I'm Dawn Silver. I'm a Chicago napropath, astrologer, herbalist, crystal healer, author of the book, The Jewels of the Lotus, Tibetan Gemstone Oracle. And I had the good fortune in my own chirotic experience. The year after Chiron was discovered, and I was 19 years old, and I Hmm. just started studying astrology a few years prior to that. And I was traveling, and the Chiron story actually is from Mount Pelion in Greece. Hmm. So he lived in the caves, and he taught healing. So I didn't know anything about that because it was the 70s. We didn't have any of these technologies that we have now. So it was a new thing that I was unaware of. But I slept on the beaches of Crete for two and a half months and right next to the caves. And the only reason I didn't go into the caves is because I heard the German hippies shit all over them. (laughs) And being a double Virgo, that was just too much for my sensitive little soul. 
but I love exploring. And I did go up by the caves and, and look around and it's right by some even underwater caves. I mean, it's, it's a magical area, mm. but of course the uh, hippie that I was, the wild free spirit, I slept on the beaches and I was studying astrology and reading the Iliad and the Odyssey and just trying to figure out who I was because all of us have our own growing up experience and Chiron in my chart is really prominent. It trines my midheaven, which is my career point, mm. and it trines my Mercury, which is the ruler of my career point, my 10th house career. And so when my astrologer saw that a few years later, I came home, found my astrologer, actually a year later, in 76, I had heard about this astrologer, and I went to uh, see her, and she told me I should become a napropath. I'm like, what the hell's a napropath? What the hell is a napropath? Well, a napropath is a physical manipulator, healer, works with the muscles, ligaments, tendons of the body, and wherever they find contraction or scare tissue damage, they stretch it according mm. to this fiber direction. So by doing that, it allows the spine to go back into place, the vertebrae to go back in place. It takes the pressure off the nervous system, the vascular system, the uh, immune system, the lymphatic channels. And so... I was like, I went to the college and checked that out. And you get a doctor's degree. It's a four-year college. So like a chiropractic degree, you get a doctor of napropathy. And napropaths actually were the ones that put chiropractic together in the old days, wow. which is stunning because I would have never known that. But I sat in on a great lecture from a chiropractor who went through all the history mm. and found out that our founder was actually the one who structured the chiropractic profession for Palmer, hmm. so founder of chiropractic. So we've been around since 1902, wow. which is a long time. But, you know, we're a group that wanted to keep to themselves and didn't want to be state regulated. So we didn't have the early fame. But now napropaths are a licensed profession. And I have my doctor's degree and all of that. And they still charge me on the bus. Anyways, <laughs> the same price. But it's a great practice, and I was gifted for years to do that. So she was able to see in my chart that I should be doing healing work. Mm. And I had just come from living a year in Europe, and we're talking the you know mid-70s. I was drinking peppermint tea, and I learned what yogurt was. I was drinking chamomile tea and just eating an apple a day sometimes or an orange or whatever. And so I thought I was, I thought I was hot shit. I thought I was, you know, knew something. And then when I came back and went to the college, I signed up and went in right away. I learned about health and nutrition and healing. So chiropractor comes from the root of Chiron. Oh. So hands-on healing. Wow. So that's what I did. I always wondered why my astrologer, who I was studying with, didn't tell me to become an astrologer. <laughs> but she did actually tell me that if you want to be an astrologer, this is no easy task. Most astrologers have their PhDs of this, that, and the other. They're very wild, smart people mm. who are scholars. I'm, I'm kind of on the lower end. <laughs> but anyways, mm. uh, I needed to have a healing background because what I do in my practice is I focus on a lot of healing yeah. with astrology. So I will look at a person's chart and I will analyze their health profile mm -hmm. from their astrology chart. And you can see so many things. You can see when an illness starts, you can see what type of an illness it is based on what's called the four humors, whether it's cold and wet, which is phlegmatic, or dry and hot, which is choleric, and so on. There's more to that. But you can look at the astrology chart and make the best recommendations on herbs based on what's called the temperament of the person. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, all the different planets rule different herbs and minerals. And body parts, right? Right. Well, the sun is the heart and the sun rules vitamin D3, vitamin A, magnesium and iodine. So I can look at a chart, person's chart, like maybe I'm looking at their second house. The second house is what you put in your mouth. Mm. Say they have Aquarius on the second house. I might say, you know, you might want to cut down on some of the salt and increase your potassium or whatever. Mm. So fascinating. It is. It's pretty wild. So my astrologer who passed in 99, but in her infinite wisdom, Helen Francis Blue, she knew that health and nutrition would be a specialty of what I was going to do. That's so cool. That's so cool. 
Thank you. And in this time, I know you've been doing a lot of talks about what is going on politically. So I don't know if you consider that a specialty of yours, but it's something that you've been really leaning into. (laughs) I'm leaning into it because I find it interesting and it's really difficult. It's a lot of analysis. Mm -hmm. And personally, sometimes I think I'd rather hide under the bed. Right. There are people who are infinitely better at this, but I seem to be one of the Chicago people who have taken this up as a thing. There's a lot going on for the election. We know that we're not dealing with business as usual. Right. So it's a huge turning point in the chart of the United States. When the United States was founded, Pluto was 27 degrees of Capricorn in the chart of the United States. And Pluto goes around the Zodiac every 248 years. Mm. is exactly where we are. The United States is 244 years old, Mm. going up 245. And we are coming up on what's called our Pluto return. Mm. And this is a huge, huge big deal. I mean, there's a hundred things I can talk about, but Pluto is in the second house of money. So right off the bat, you can see, and Pluto has a lot to do with power along with Mars. So our power structure is changing in the United States. Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn, which is the goat. And I'm calling this period the old white goats trying to hang on to whatever money and power they can. Right. Shift because if you're not acting right, Pluto will take you down because Pluto is also the god of the underworld. Right. So there's a whole lot of people going to hell and it has nothing to do with my prayers. I'm just being funny about it. Right. And and Pluto is going, is Pluto shifting into Aquarius? Is that what's... Uh, not for about another four or five years. Okay. But is, this is like the getting ready for it. Well, and the other big thing that's going on right now, which is huge, is every 20 years, Jupiter conjuncts the planet Saturn in the heavens. But for the last 200 plus, plus years, Jupiter and Saturn, every single time they formed a conjunction did so in what's called the Earth sign. So mm-hmm. it was either going to be Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. And we just, our first hit of air signs in the sign of Aquarius is going to take place on December 18th, 2020, this year, at the end of this year. And that is a very huge big deal because the last time Saturn and Jupiter came together in Earth signs was around 1300. Oh, air signs, you mean? 1300s. Yeah. Yeah. This is huge, huge, huge. So it's going to show a whole new social shift, which I feel is going to be going into a democratic socialism mm-hmm. because you always hear about it for years prior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just fell into the wrong hands again of the very greedy old white goats that just want to grab everything they can mm-hmm. before they make it off this planet. They don't even give to right. a rat's, we'll say rat's ass, <laughs> about their grandkids, about who mm-hmm. follows them. Mm-hmm. Right now it's about their little chess game that they're playing. Yeah. So it's an interesting time because the social progress is going to be huge. We're going to have discoveries like we've never seen. So Saturn is the planet of conservatism and it's constrictive in nature. And Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Expansion. You have Mm. to have these two working on each other in order to have some sort of balance. Mm. So the way I like to describe it, which is something I take from anthroposophic medicine, is Saturn and astrology. Saturn rules the bones, but Jupiter co-rules the joints along with Saturn Mm. because you can have that bone but the ability to extend itself to reach out flexibility to a greater vista, yeah, mm. needs to have that Jupiter energy, needs to have that philosophical ability to want to know more, to want to know what's out there in the world, our own cosmology. You know, are we just Earth? Are we just, you know, somehow the chosen ones? Or are we one of many planetary systems that are out there with their own timing systems. We have astrology that works here on Earth for our geocentric divination. Mm, mm -hmm. Fascinating. So it's interesting. But I will say, after I became a napperpath, I'll just go there. I took a turn for uh, a while because I wanted to have babies. And I'm a very physical person. So when I was a napperpath, I was flipping everybody around the tables and I'd have all these really big guys come to me because they were afraid of going to chiropractors Mm. and getting cracked in those days. I mean, this was the mid 80s. Keep in mind. 
and uh, or early 80s. And so it's a long story, but I went to an astrology conference and there was this wonderful man there, Gary Fleck, who had two tables of crystals. And I was like, I couldn't leave. And it's, it worked in my astrology chart too. Hmm. I always collected rocks, but I never actually bought big crystals and things. I'll just show you. Like this baby here oh, is a Tibetan crystal. I wish listeners could see. It's so beautiful. Yes, I know. So anyways, I had a couple miscarriages as life would have it because I was 103 pounds trying to flip these mm. 150 pound people around my table. And it happened. I had to learn. So when I got pregnant again, I started bringing up boxes of crystals and it overtook my life. I would only do these weekend extravaganzas, but nobody was selling crystals in the city, mm. just one other person on the far south side. And so I wound up opening up a store. I had to open a store because people were starting to treat me like a store. Wow. You can't have people half naked on your table and then run to answer the door all the time. So I opened a store called Healing Earth Resources and the Mother Earth Cafe, and along with my husband, Michael, and we did this for 20 years. And it was a major hub in the city. And we were so blessed. Our second location had a room that would hold over 200 people for workshops. And, you know, we had people like Deepak Chopra and all the big names that you could imagine. So we were really, really blessed. And even all the metaphysical people I had, I still had people who were political as well. Like we had mm. Dennis come and we had hundreds of people and we've had lots of gurus and, and saints and ma's and dasas and everything and we'd have hundreds of people come to the store for these events mm. as well as store that sold crystals and jewelry and bath products and yoga supplies and made organic food and I wish it was we were still open <laughs> I know I still cry about this in my heart mm. Actually, it was 15 years ago last week that it closed. Mm. And a lot of people knew us from those days. And if somebody in your audience has more money than God, I would open it again and we'd have a good partnership. Right. But life changes and mm -hmm. this is just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. But we were blessed to be able to raise our children in the business. So I opened the doors, got pregnant a month and a half later had kids that were definitely crystal children, Aww. but also hired a lot of single moms and a single dad to bring their children and work with us. So we had like a compound. Oh, <laughs> that's so lovely. Oh, yeah. wow. And life moves on. Yeah. And, and now, yeah, now here you are predicting elections. <laughs> well, okay. So where should I go with this predicting elections? Well, you know, I did this lecture at the beginning of the year where I said Biden was going to, or I said Biden was going to win the Democratic uh, nominee, primary mm -hmm. nominee. And he did. And I had said that the best charts from the charts I read, not that they were the best people or my choices, because I'm a far left Bernie person, you know, off the far deep end. Mm -hmm. But you could see it would be Biden. And I thought it would be either Kamala Harris or, oh gosh, what's her name? Elizabeth. Warren? No, they, I love Amy Elizabeth. Klobuchar? Amy Klobuchar. Mm, interesting. They both had ridiculously amazing charts, but because of the George Floyd thing, mm -hmm. which was horrible, right. just horrible, which, by the way, Saturn rules black. Mm. Saturn rules black, and Saturn has been in the sign of Capricorn for the last two and a half years. And this is what we are facing, along with Chiron, by the way, going through the fourth house of the United States, we have to heal our roots. Who are we as a nation? Yeah. Wow. There's nobody except Native American who has rights to this nation. Thank you for saying that. We're all immigrants. Yep. Yeah, well, people get Well, we're not this. immigrants. We're colonizers. We're colonized. Good one. Thank you right, very much. Right, right. I, I needed that. Well, no, and so, that's that's just to give distinction to the listeners. Like you know, immigrants, immigrants. There, there's more of a whimsical, you know, coming for a better opportunity. But colonizers, we came to seek to take over right. and destroy. Christopher Columbus was a colonizer. Right. The early settlers, most of them were colonizers. Right. They were maybe I don't know the Quakers or a few of the odd groups that came. They may have had more noble intentions, but they didn't all have noble intentions. Right, right. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Let's frame the conversation from here on out from the place of I am the listener on November 4th with whatever has happened, which is likely a bunch of bullshit, right? Like we still probably will not know on November 4th what's happening, but what is happening within the next two weeks? What is going to be happening in terms of election day and and the weeks after that that you think is significant for us to hold hope that we're going to be okay? <laughs> I mean, Trump didn't win the first time. The election was stolen. That was stolen? I, it was 100% stolen Jesus election. Christ. And we <sighs> got a couple elections go to the Supreme Court for decisions like with Gore. In 2000, where Mercury was in retrograde then too, right? So Mercury is going to be Mercury, the planet of news and the planet of paper. If you're doing paper ballots, I mean, Mm. you could, first of all, the vote is ruled by the second house of the United States. And we have Pluto in right now in the natal chart of the United States. We have Pluto in the second house, but we have the transiting in the skies right now, Pluto in the second house for a while yet. And it's opposing Mercury, which is the voting machines, but the vote that belongs to the people is being stolen. Pluto can be a thief. He stole Persephone and brought her to the underworld. Mm. And so they have been stealing the vote of the American people ever since Pluto went into the second house of the United States, which I don't have that date in front of me, but we're pretty much talking a good 10 years or more. Wow. It's probably more than that. There's more configurations to look at. But on election day, we have a Mars retrograde and there are going to be riots and it is going to be a mess. And Mars is retrograde now and it's been retrograde since September. I think it was the 10th. But Mars in Aries is the warrior, the god of war. And we've been seeing since this has gone into Aries, which I think was sometime at the end of July or into uh, August. We've been seeing this whole radicalized youth, but not the protesters. We're seeing the protesters. And the protesters, for the most part, have been very peaceful, honorable, mm-hmm. peaceful, honorable. And yes, there have been the bait bricks, the bricks that have been left out for people to loot, you know, to break down stores. And there have been some protesters who've gone in for the looting, not the general protester, mm-hmm. but they're not usually the ones who have started this. And so we've seen the radicalized militia mentalities like the Boogaloo Boys and the QAnon and the right-wing militia, the white supremacists. We've been seeing this happening. This is huge in the chart of the United States right now. Mm. Not just the Mars retrograde, but this was also in the birthday chart of the United States on July 4th. It was in what's called the ingress chart. The ingress chart's a very interesting chart. Because every nation has their own ingress chart. It's when the sun goes into zero, zero, Aries, zero, zero. Hmm. The first day of spring, the moment of spring. And you you do a chart for the capital of the nation. And it's going to show what the trends are going to be for that nation Hmm. for the year. And in that chart called the Aries ingress chart of 2020, you could see the rise of the radicalized youth. It was huge in this chart, huge. But also in this chart, it was more favorably leaning towards Biden Mm. as a candidate, which I thought was very, very interesting. So the unfortunate thing about this chart, that we had something similar when when Trump took the election last time and stole the vote with the help of Russia, which I saw all the foreign interference and I didn't know what it was because there was no precedent opening, you know, stealing elections. I mean, we all knew he was a jackass the way he was kissing up to Putin. We all knew it was ridiculous. He loves me. They write love letters, him and Kim Mm Jong-il. But you don't make that allowance. You don't think about that as being the case. Hillary was the clear winner as far as the popular vote. There was zero contest on that. I mean, if they were not afraid of the vote right now, Mm -hmm. why are they having counties of millions of people where they're only having one ballot box? They know that their goose is cooked on this. This is going to be an overwhelming vote for Biden, even with an overwhelming amount of votes being stolen, which is not fair. But the stolen votes is going to be a thing. 
this is, it's painful mm-hmm. that this is going to be the thing. I mean, you could see this by them opening up those Make drop-off boxes. boxes. Oh my God, right. who does? And who gets away with it? And who stands up and, and salutes their party when they cheat? A party of cheaters? Right. So, you know, Trump has Mars in the first house. Yeah, let's talk about his stuff because every I just to tell listeners, I went to a lecture of yours where you ran charts for everybody. And and there's a lot of stuff in his chart that predicted his catching Corona and all of the things that are happening right now. Right, right. He has his Mercury at eight degrees, almost nine degrees of cancer and Hades, which is another what's called a trans-Neptunian point, is in the chart of the skies right now in the heavens is at 10 degrees of cancer. It just went into 10 degrees, but it's getting ready to back up again, go retrograde. And it will go back over his mercury, which rules the lungs. Mm. But I've seen that as a signature for the coronavirus. And I've seen a lot of charts that have held that signature and a lot of them at the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, Because in the heavens, the south node, which is where you've been, was conjunct Jupiter, which rules pandemics. But remember, Jupiter also rules large animals. And at the same time, we had those stories of the, I don't know if it was hundreds or a thousand horses in Iceland that were killed because of the storms up there. Oh, I didn't hear about that. You can go back and check on that one. Wow. And then there were like 23 horses in Kentucky and a whole slew mm. of horses in California. And then there were all the animals in Australia all the kangaroos and everything else that there was over, what did they say? A billion or something? I don't know. It was crazy what was going on at the time. So people were, you know, astrologers were saying, what is this Jupiter South node? We know it's an elimination cycle. What's going to be eliminated? Well, I mean, we're large animals, you know, we're large animals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The world. And so it has a relationship to pandemics So exactly opposite that was the North Node with Hades. I saw that as a signature. But the Jupiter was with the South Node, the Sun, I think it was Mercury, and the Moon. And it was right on the 12th house of China, the hidden matters. Mm. So yeah, it did start in China, but it swept across Europe. So there's this whole other way that you can look at charts that we can't really go into that much right now. But you can do, like I can take your chart, Sarah, and see what your lines are in the whole world through every country and where your Venus lines, where you're going to find love. I've done that, actually. In the middle of Nigeria. Astrocartography? Yeah. Astrocartography. Yep, yep. Or so Trump has his Mars line right going right through Washington, D.C. He has a Venus line going through uh, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. He's happy. <laughs> we need to send him... I'm telling you, I'm afraid he's going to move the presidency down to Mar-a-Lago. I have no idea what's going to happen if he steals it again, you know, which, of course, that's what this putting all the Amy Coney Barrett, yeah. who I always Coney Island, but uh, <laughs> that's how I refer to her, putting her on the uh, Supreme Court. Right. I mean, they're stacking the courts. They know what they're doing and they're accusing the Democrats. Right. They keep trying to throw the Democrats off base by saying, will you be stacking? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say something, everybody. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. You got to be able to think for yourself on this one in every way. But if you're happy with a guy who sanctifies children at the border being stripped from their parents, thousands of them, thousands of them, if you're okay with uteruses being pulled out and getting your pussies grabbed and you know, I hate to say it, but all these other things, if you're okay with someone being a bully and mm-hmm. bullying a paraplegic reporter, if you're okay with that, then Trump is your guy. But that speaks to your character because this is a moral issue. This is no longer a political issue. It's never been it's political. Only, I just, I still can't believe that we're here. Issue. Yeah. Right. Right. So anyways, on election, well, let me go back to Trump's chart a little bit. So Trump has his sun and the north node in Uranus and Vulcanus, which is another trans-Neptunian point. You have to be an astrologer to know this stuff. All conjunct, all right on top of each other in the sign of Gemini. Gemini rules the hands. Uranus is like erratic energy. Mm. Vulcanus is little volcanoes exploding. He cannot sit still for a minute. His hands have got to be doing something. Oh, right, the tweeting. Yeah, that's why he's the president, the chief of tweet, yeah, or whatever you want to call him. But 
his chart on election day or on an inauguration day, it's not enough to be election day, is not favorable and it shows him leaving. Now, I don't know if the military's got to take him out. I don't know if suburban moms have right. had enough and they're going to all go down there in mass. I don't know how it's going to be go. done. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm part of the team, too. Yep. That's what a warrior is all about. Warriors are defenders of our nations. Mm. You know, there. who hasn't joked, I'll be the one, you know, who takes the rap. Right. Biden, on the other hand, has a brilliant astrology chart for Election Day. Mm. It's actually stronger right now. And you can see he's doing a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. He's doing a great job. There was no way. I have to admit, Trump was on TV yesterday and he looked well and he looked better. Health-wise, I mean? Yeah, but he didn't say anything. But he looked better. He had a greater command. I don't know what they pumped him up with, steroids and mass, but... Whatever it was, he did look better, but his chart still has some really strong uh, rugs that will be pulled out from under him over the next week and a half. Mm. He's not out of the woods yet and far, far from it. Biden, on the other hand, has a lot of idealistic energy in his chart, looking at the bigger picture, restoring the dream for America, being that consoler in chief. It is simply studying what he has. And strangely, you know, I wasn't 100% a Kamala fan when we went into this because she was a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I never think that there's enough done mm -hmm. as far as righteousness goes. But she had the chart. Her chart is so auspicious this year. It's almost like crazy auspicious. It's a once in a lifetime kind of auspicious energy for her over the next year plus. And she was the right person for the job. Mm. In essence, you could say she's the match to Trump. Mm. And Biden kills Pence. We won't even go into milk toast there, but Pence's chart shows he could get ill. Mm. I can't remember the date I picked because I don't have his chart in front of me, but I think I said something like it was in November. Interesting. He has got to watch it. These guys are fooling around if they thought the pandemic was not real. The pandemic is real. Mm -hmm. It's real. And the, the aspects that are going on in the heavens right now, in the skies, are once every hundred some year aspects. They're not your everyday aspects. They're the things that come up every once in a while. Mm. And they create pandemics or they open the door for pandemics. And we seem to have a major pandemic every, you know, 40 to 50 to 100 years, depending on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Just be glad it's not rats and other crazy stuff. Right. I mean, although bats, you know, rats, bats, whatever. Right. Pangolins, whatever. <laughs> but this is the real thing. And this coronavirus is going to stay around for another few years. Mm. I think we're the worst right now. The beginning when we didn't have our systems in place. Mm hmm now we have most of our systems in place. No thanks to Trump. No thanks. On any level. Yeah. Um, thanks to people like Cuomo and Gavin Newsom and some of these great mayors and, I mean, uh, governors mm -hmm. who kept it together. It was very tough, but they did it. Gretchen Whitmer. And look, that, that attack on her life is so in her chart. But that's another story. Who was it? The white militia or the boogaloo? I forgot. White, white militia, militia, I thought. Yeah. Of Michigan which we know that's been going on for several decades anyways, wanting to take her out. Fortunately, they weren't that intelligent and mm -hmm. they got caught. Mm -hmm. But it was all over Gretchen Whitmer's chart. And I was very sad to see that. Yeah, And she's still not out of the woods. She still has to be mindful in the biggest way. But anyways. Yeah. What are you seeing in between the election and inauguration day? Because Obviously, we have concerns about how is Trump going to react? And I'm concerned about, you know, white supremacists coming up and creating civil war. Like, what are you seeing in between those times? Well, that's a really good question. And I don't think I did as much work on that as I should have. But I did see there was some very interesting energy around November 8th. And that could be a point where Trump gets sick again, hmm. right after the election. Even with the votes that are coming in, I am pretty sure from what I can see by the chart of election day that it looks like it's going to be overwhelming for Biden. 
and he's going to have to come up with a plan. I know that's a really good question, and I don't have, or do I have? Let me look at the chart yeah. of the United States. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it from this, but, you know, one thing I want to say about, you know, planets go either forward or they go backwards. Right. And we have, this, we have this energy called retrograde motion. And in your personal astrology chart, whether it's your chart or the chart for the nation, the Mars is going to show the energy of the chart. Hmm. And the Mars, the chart of the United States, when the United States took its first breath on July 4th, 1776 at 5.10 p.m. in Philadelphia, then was moved to the White House, has Mars at 21 degrees of Gemini in the seventh house of open enemies. We have a lot of enemies because we've conquered a lot. We've gone into mm -hmm. other people's nations and told them what we wanted and what they were going to get for it. That's just, if you read the, oh, 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 what was that book by John Perkins? John Perkins. It was a brilliant book. Okay, but he's famous for it. You got to read I'm gonna the I'm going to Google book. it, but keep going. John Perkins. Anyways, the United States has Neptune, the planet of deception and fog mm. and leaky energy, square the Mars of the United States right now. And the Mars of the United States has gone into retrograde motion some 10 years ago. And this means that we are losing some of our power in the world. And to have a president like this, our Mars is 21 Gen Gemini, it's right on the son of Donald Trump. He has taken us down. We all thought that Bush was the worst. Right. Tell you, it wasn't Bush. It was actually Rumsfeld and Cheney. But anyways, mm. it was. Mm. Bush was complicit, but right. he didn't have the wherewithal to run that government like Cheney and, and uh, Rumsfeld did. It took someone like Donald Trump, an overblown glam star, you know, a star of TV, to take our nation down. And he has taken our nation down to places that will take years to rebuild. But I don't want anybody to feel horrible about this because the reality is, is we will rebuild. Mm -hmm. Our chart for the United States and the chart in the world starts to improve massively closer to 2024, 25, mm. 2027. 20, and this is the point where I feel we really embrace this democratic socialism. Yeah. And if you don't understand democratic socialism, you know, you can either ask for my email and I'll explain it to you or dawnsilver at ameritech.net or look it up. It's a whole lot different than what socialism is. Mm -hmm. But it really, if you embrace Christianity at all, at all and I'm, I'm a nice Jewish girl from the north side of Chicago, but if you embrace Christianity, and keep in mind that Jesus, Mohammed, Moses, all of that, cut from the same cloth, mm -hmm. then you know it's about taking care of people around you right. and your neighbor. It's not just about who has the, the bigger toys. Right. Who has you can't take it with you. So we are going to a place where we are, if your faith is Christianity, then we're going to become more Christ-like. If your faith is Islam, then we will become more Muslim in nature. Mm -hmm. If it's Jewish, then we will become more of what the Torah, the tablets talk about. Right. Of course, I think we're it's beyond that, and we're not going to get into extraterrestrials and everything. But I do Ooh, think they were all be another, that's another subject for another day. Oh my goodness! So you're asking me what I think about the United States? Um, yeah, in between now and inauguration day. A really hard one, but I'm going to say this: we had an eclipse. I think it was July 14th or 13th that opposed the sun of the United States, and the sun rules the house of the Supreme Court, and that eclipse took place in the second house of money of the United States. Hmm. And I do think that there is the potential for things to go to the Supreme Court. Hmm. I can't be sure of it, but I think that that's what this whole game is about. And of course, you're sitting there and you're saying, well, that's obvious. But I have to do it from an astrological perspective. I get it. I get it. No, but that's why this is so fascinating, because the things that we can see from political strategy perspective, or I'm always looking at it from a psychological perspective, you're looking at it from the astrological. And when these things coincide, that's what's so brilliant. So very true. Mm -hmm. So, But I don't think Trump fares well. And I really looked at the chart of Pence. And I did not see a path to the presidency unless there is really something I did not see. Mm -hmm. And I'm a personal opinion. Right. This is based 
on my ability to read the charts. Right. You know, I'm either going to be right or I'm going to be wrong. Right. I'm doing my best to read the charts. I do think a significant portion of the votes are going to be stolen. I think there is 0% chance that that won't happen. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely going to happen. And it's going to be the discord. It's like every curveball they can throw. That I can't understand how boxes in California put up by the Republican Party are not illegal. I don't get this. Why do they have to go to the court for everything? Why can't they just arrest those fuckers? Yeah, mm-hmm. all their asses off to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trump's chart does not look good. He gets hit with an eclipse at the end of November that is not in his favor. And there's enough Uranian type of energy. And Uranus is the planet of erotic, not erotic. Erratic? <laughs> erratic. <laughs> Where is my mind sometimes? Energy. And that that eclipse that's hitting on November 30th, hits what's called the pre-birth eclipse, the very last eclipse that hit before Trump was born. It hits his Uranus exactly. Mm. And to me, that's pulling the rug out from under him. Mm. Now, the other thing, too, is there's another eclipse that takes place on December 14th at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. And he was born on an eclipse. The day he was born was actually an eclipse Mm. that was 23 degrees of Sagittarius. I don't think that's going to bring him greatness. It's on his south node, which is an elimination cycle, along mm. with the moon. I think it's going to speak more to his illness, mm. which is really and truly a factor in this whole matter. Mm. And it's so funny how he tried to paint Biden as the old one. But anybody who saw that first debate had to just be wringing their hands and saying, like my grandmother would say, Meshugana. Mm-hmm. He was a total Meshugana. Yeah. I'll tell you some of the best Jewish words describe what we're going through right yeah. now. They're just, you know, it was so cray-cray. It was so, even though that's passe. So anyways, the other thing too is the birthday chart. Where am I going with this? Hang on. It wasn't that. At the end of counting the votes, I'm pretty sure that the moon on election day and the next day, the next day, is going to be in favor with the moon of the United States. Mm. There were a few other things I wanted to say about that. I think it was, but I don't have it in front of me, so I apologize. So many charts. I think Sarah could tell you I had at least 35 some charts up. It was magical. It was pretty cool. I had a really, really good time. But Biden's chart is brilliant. His birthday chart is brilliant. And the new moon chart over Washington before the election Mm. has at the very top of the chart three degrees of Sagittarius, and that's Biden's rising sign. Mm. So I think that's what I'm going to say about it. I'm trying to, you know, I spent a lot of time going over which days are going to be crazy for Trump. And there are so many crazy ones. The 19th. Watch the 19th of this month. I think this is going to be, today is the 16th. Mm-hmm. He could lose some cookies big time at that time. Interesting. So, so this will this will come out on November 4th. So what happened on October 19th? We'll have to come back and check it out. We'll have to look at that. Yeah. But even November 4th, Trump's progressed moon is 17 degrees of Virgo, forming a square to his natal Uranus. Now, I want to say this can be a very disconcerting time of instability, unforeseen obstacles, uh, breaking up of crystallized emotional patterns. This aspect happens twice in a 29-year period. It happens to everybody. There's going to be some crazy in your life. This just happened to me. Mm. I just went through this with my progressed moon square my Uranus, my progressed moon square my progressed Uranus. And I just finished the other day my progressed moon opposing the transiting Uranus in the skies. I had three months of this. Mm. It was awful. And my cat died and it was horrible. And my mom was bedridden. And I went through and you can feel the energy. It's like walking on eggshells. But you still get up and do the best you can every day. I mean, this is what you do. That can be a moving aspect. That can be a health aspect. He had health issues in his chart before the coronavirus. Hmm. So I can't really tell you what I think on that because uh, it's not nice for But I I think he had some sort of ED that affected his brain tissue. Now I'm I'm saying, I mean, the chances are, right? Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) The chances are. Now Mm -hmm. I have to say, 
Pete Buttigieg said something really brilliant on TV, the, on uh, Fox News the other day. It was so brilliant. I thought I was going to pee my pants. He said <laughs> it was good. It would have been worth it for that. Right. So one of the Fox News people was asking him about Kamala and how she changed her stance on single payer health or something like mm-hmm. that. The insurance companies and something like that. And basically what Pete Buttigieg said is showing how she didn't agree with Biden's stance on that and how she's changing now because she's the vice president, blah, blah, blah. And Buttigieg says, well, we can play that game all day long. You could take Pence, who's an evangelical uh, Christian, and yet he's attaching himself to somebody who's slept with porn stars. So it was it took him down right then and there. We have so many takedown aspects. Now, if you're going to ask me about the economy, nobody, I don't know if it's going to improve, but I think it might. We have this really nasty situation where a whole bunch of people, which Nancy Pelosi is fighting tooth and nail to get everything she can for everybody who's out of work yeah. and, and my victim and everything. And the Republicans wanted to cut in thirds what the people have been receiving, go from 600 a week to 200 a week. I mean, that's ridiculous. Nobody can live like that. Everybody will be out on the streets. Long story short, on November 12th, we'll have the last conjunction of Jupiter and Pluto exact for many years at 22 degrees of Capricorn. It's what's called a new cycle, a new synodic cycle. So that Jupiter and Pluto shows in general, where the economy is going to go. It's still in Capricorn. Jupiter is not happy in Capricorn. Mm. I'm not so sure Pluto is either. So I don't think it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. And it makes sense that we, because coronavirus is still going to be around for a while, where it's going to take time. And that's a prosperity cycle, but I don't think it's going to show as prosperity Mm. Mm. because Jupiter is in its fall sign. So every planet has their favorite signs they like to be in mm-hmm. and favorite houses they like to be mm-hmm. in. Like who loves to be in the third house? That's the house of joy. Mm-hmm. I know if I see somebody's chart and I see the moon in their third house, I know despite everything in their chart, they're going to have a certain grace of joy. Mm-hmm. So, Wow. Well, we're coming up at the end of the hour, and I'd really like to end this actually the way that you began the lecture with that quote. Okay. It's a quote, and I forgot who wrote it. John Lennon is one person it's been attributed to. John Lennon said it, but he didn't write it. I have that, and I can give that to everybody. But Dave Patel from, Debbie Patel from the Best Exotic Marigold Motel says it in, hotel says it in there. Everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Right. So we are headed for better times. I fully believe this 100%. We may still be crawling ourselves out of the biggest mess in the universe for the next four years. And I know none of you want to hear that. I do think travel's going to lighten up next year, but more towards the spring. I don't think we're always going to be in the situation that we're in. But most pandemics take two or three years to go through, some even a little longer. Mm-hmm. You know, take your vitamin D3, take your zinc, and take your um, vitamin C and take it. You and know, wear take a mask. And wear a mask, for Christ's sake. I mean, if you're out in the open air, don't worry about a mask. But if you're jogging and you're right next to people, that's going to be a time to wear a mask. If you're in a crowded space, wear a mask. You don't go in for surgery and say, doctor, you know, I'm anti-mask. Take your mask off. It's like crazy stuff. Everybody's looking for something to complain about if it inconveniences them. Well, get over it. Pull your big girl and boy pants up and and get on with the show. Yeah. Because this isn't the rest of your life. And you've got Disney TV, so get over it. (laughs) Take up a subject. What a perfect time to clean your house, get rid of things, make room for what you do want in your life. Write that book. Learn to speak Spanish. Learn to speak Chinese. I don't care what you learn. It's pig pig lap. Learn to speak it. Mm. Learn to do something. Learn a craft. Learn to knit. Be useful. We've got planets and earth signs. Learn how to be useful. And I just want to say to people who are struggling right now, if the best you can do is survive, that is the best you can do. And that is good enough. What my astrologer told us, told me years ago, bless her soul, is we're going to have days that don't work. We're going to have days that are dysfunctional. 
And she always said, if the best you could do is get up and do the dishes, then you've just done something to bring yourself forward. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. This is a this is an experiment and it's an experience. And Earth is a school and you're mm-hmm. here to learn, but throw time out of the out of the window. Yeah. We all play that time game. And by the way, Capricorn, Saturn rules time. That's father time, Kronos. We all play the time game, but the reality is, is that, you know, hopefully to the best of your ability, you're moving forward, but we choose to have experiences just because you're having an experience where you're super depressed or you're getting off an addiction or whatever it is, doesn't mean that you weren't the Queen of Sheba of the last lifetime. Yeah. We go through our checklist. I always make a joke and say, we look at the checklist and we say, did this, did this. Oh, dejection. I didn't do this yet. So you come in and you have to learn some, you know, what it's like to be dejected a little bit or humiliated or whatever the story is. And you learn to grow and do it with grace. Yeah. And that's all the universe asks. The only thing the universe cares about when you meet up with your own divine self is were you loving? That's it. That's it. The universe doesn't care if you had money, doesn't care if you were ridiculously gorgeous, you know, doesn't care about any of that stuff. Were you loving? Because that's where the true beauty is. And that is a that's a beautiful way to end. Yeah. Would you like to tell listeners where they can find you if they want to do a reading with you? Absolutely. It won't be at the video game store because they're they're obsolete now. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. You know, we move through trends and trends, certain things become obsolete. But Dawn Silver at Silver Like the Color, Dawn Like the Sun is actually coming up. Dawn Silver at Ameritech, A-M-E-R-I-T-E-C-H dot net. Or you can find me at dawnsilver.com. And I'd love to do your astrology chart. It's what I do all the time, all day long. And I help you to find your beauty and your power in your charts. But I'm going to look at your chart. I'm going to tell you which days to stay in bed and which days to get out of bed, which days are lucky. I've had people win the lottery. Don't, not that often though. We all have our prime time. I'm going to help you find what your career can be. If you haven't found that yet, I'm going to look at your chart. And if I see health signatures, I'm going to point to them. I have a lot of people who, you know, love me because I've seen this in their charts. And so you you tell them what to expect and how to get through it. Yeah. It's just a door. Yeah. And I, I will endorse Dawn's services and I will probably be utilizing you again very soon. So listeners, definitely, if you're interested, check her out. And and Dawn, I just, I thank you for spending time with us today. I thank you for the lecture on Tuesday and what you've shared today gives me hope, right? That there is a dawn coming, like you just said, right? The sun is going to rise and, you know, you've given that to me. So I, I hope listeners are feeling the same and I thank you. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure. Okay. NCGR Northern Illinois. If you guys want a copy of the lecture, you have to make a donation to NCGR, but I'm sure $10 would be good. They'll send you a copy of the whole PowerPoint and the recording. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Dawn for spending time with us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Head Heart Therapy. You can find us on Facebook at Wounded Healer. That's W-O-U-N-D-E-D-H-E-L-R. You can also find us by that same handle on Twitter. If you want to learn more about Dawn, you can go to our website at www.headhearttherapy.com slash podcast. And as always, thanks to Andrea Clunder and the Creative Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for our album art, and to Ben Mueller for our theme music. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye-bye.